Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. Now, if you are a rusted on fan of this show, I know what you're thinking. Geez, Georgie's let herself go since last week. My name is Hammy Goodman. Uh, <laughs> alongside me, a bit of stability in the back pocket, Brendan Goddard, Nathan Brown. Thank you for having me, boys. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah, I like good, it, Hammy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I look down this run yep. sheet and the very there's eight things here where it says yep. Hammy Potts Brownie, yep. Hammy Potts BJ. So yep. that is a lot of funny stuff you're about to yeah. put to the table. So let's just make sure it's yep. funny, eh? It's all downhill from the intro, uh, Brownie. I'm going to come off the long run. We won't muck around too <laughs> you much. You are coming off a very long run this quarter. Yeah. <laughs> First in, whack. There's Absolutely. eight things. Yeah. Give me the rock. Now, uh, Brownie, uh, a little bit of a clip of you in, in the commentary box yeah. a couple of weeks ago went around in round 19, probably the yeah. game of the year. You looked a bit flat. We've got it here. We're going to have a quick <laughs> look at it now. Jamie Elliott's the only target inside 50. He's going to go in that direction. Can he take oh! the mark? He can. He takes the mark. The siren will go. The kick is on his way. Now, Nathan, I'd, I'd like to wager you, you had something on, on the Bombers. Absolutely, you know, I backed the Bombers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he was so flat that week. Yeah. Too. Yep. Very wow. fun. In credit to you, Brandon, you did own it. You jumped on, on the socials and, and you popped a comment up. You said, oh, look, gee, I look flat. Must remember those cameras are there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a couple of weeks later, we've had another fantastic finish. <laughs> and um, it looks like you've listened to a bit of your own advice. Let's have a look at it. The body. They got two on one. Elliot will pick it up. Elliot closes to 40. <laughs> Elliot puts the pies in front. Oh, they just don't die the pies. <laughs> excitement right there yeah. I was happy how do you think uh, the teamwork went in the box that day BJ I, I noticed someone was very quiet all of a sudden in the box there I'm just worried about Joey. your neck goes back <laughs> yeah she said vines 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 are pumping and you're wearing your cricket sweater what do you mean I've got a double chin you're wearing your <laughs> curry bread pit. you still want to have your sort of cricket gags <laughs> I'm, not gonna jumper. I'm not going to steal that shirt <laughs> <laughs> Well, gonna, that's what I was going to uh, zoom in on that one there, Brennan. Can you talk us through, because you, you were up and about, which we yep. love, tick. But can you talk us through the Alpaca number? You've got to remember the cameras are yep. on in the box, Brownie. Well, well that's a Parisi number. Uh, Dan Parisi, who works yep. here, Nazario Parisi and Sons, and yep. we've got to deal with him. So uh, that's a Parisi and Sons number. That's a Maybe nice jumper. That is a nice jumper. A on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Shop oh, local. Yeah. Just, just one to work on in the off-season, Brownie. Yeah. Now, BJ. Uh, we're all rolling with that shirt. You're rolling with that shirt, and you're gonna have a go. What about you? Up, up their store, provided this one. So uh, let, let's talk oh, up we're their store. Plugging, we're plugging everyone, are we? Now, BJ, uh, you are going to be potentially uh, boxing very soon. I am. Little birdie tells me there you are in the gym working <laughs> on some boxing. Have a look at him. Now, it's still a bit of a question mark on who you're actually going to be boxing How against. To so <laughs> there's a few a few options here. <laughs> Big number seven yeah, uh, from, from Greta. <laughs> top of the list. That'll be one hell of a matchup. Um, oh, yeah. He's a bloke you got a bit of beef with. Uh, that one looked like it hurt. Kane Corns, you got a bit of beef with Cornsy as well. Who, uh, who doesn't? Yeah. We kind of broke bread about a month or two ago. So, yeah. no, I'd have it. I think I'd be doing a lot of people a lot that's of favours. That's not Kane's body. That's not his body at all. That's the one he supplied when I hit yeah, him up. That's not his body. He doesn't look like that. He's like a, he's like he's skinnier than you, and that's hard. One, one thing I know uh, about Cornsy, having worked with him, is he does love cash. So you, you might uh, see him in a box hearing. Yep. And this is the matchup everyone wants to see. The re, the rematch here. <laughs> you against the bowl of pretzels. Now the pretzels have called you out on Twitter. On one BJ. Day. They've, they've said, uh, you might have made a mess of me last time, BJ, but it's the mouth-watering rematch the footy public want. Stop screening my calls. Let's make it happen. Boxing glove and <laughs> pretzel good, emoji. Aggravated assault. So mm. uh, we've got to mark it up at Sportsbet. Who will BJ's boxing uh, uh, foe be? 
the, the greater number sevens there at 15 bucks. Cane corn, 12 bucks. Brownie, I think you're in the market there at 750. <laughs> a little birdie tells me they can't match the uh, your appearance fee in the boxing ring. Any no, no, I, I need a better appearance fee to get in there, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, we'll, we look forward to seeing who, who you do get in the ring with there. Uh, now, Premiership start, market. Ham. Well done. Mm. Thank you. Uh, from one market to another, the Premiership market, boys. Uh, who do we like from this from this point of the season? Browning, we might give you the new ball here. Well, it's clear. The, the top three there um, are the clear top three in the market. Yes, Collingwood have won, what, uh, 12 of their last 13 now and are flying into a final series. But everyone's scared of Richmond. But I don't see Collingwood winning. I see the winner coming from Geelong, Melbourne, Sydney or Richmond at this stage. So I'm prepared to say, Collingwood can't win it. Yep, yourself, BJ? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it coming out of Geelong and Melbourne, so at this point, not to move too far ahead, but I think Geelong and Melbourne are the two standards. You actually said Richmond a couple of weeks ago, and I think they were about $18. Yeah, they so. were. A big price back then, so I wish I'd have taken it. I didn't know. Yeah, well played. Now, bold predictions, gentlemen. Uh, Brownie, for the finals, give us a bold prediction. Well, I think the pie's out in straight sets, and I know Collingwood supporters are going to hate that, but at some stage, your luck's got to run out. Yep. Now, they're playing Geelong this week. Makes it hard. I think it'll be close. I think Geelong win, though. And then if they lose that potential uh, they then have to travel after that. So um, I think out in straight sets, Collingwood, for me, and I know it's going to di- dishearten the Collingwood faithful, but they've had a good run. That will annoy a lot of people, Brownie, and it's bold. They they've outdone bold. everyone's expectation, including themselves. Like Craig McGray gets in front of the camera and he's, he's still in shock of how some things mm. are happening. But I tend to agree, just to elaborate on that, if you give a team like Geelong... 55 to 60 inside 50s that they've given up the last six weeks in opposition. Geelong aren't wasting those opportunities like other teams have. And yeah. then you add in the contested ball numbers, it just, it's just it's just not happening. So if they allow that to happen, but as, as I said, not to dampen your predictions, but if they're able to fix that, because they now have arguably two weeks to actually fix those problems leading in the finals, they could make a, a huge impact. But I just the way they're doing it, it won't happen. So your, your bold prediction, is that your bold prediction? No, my bold prediction yep. is there's going to be a replay of the 2020 Grand Final Ooh. in a prelim, Ooh, and that's going to be right. Long and Richmond. So I like Richmond finding form. So if I've got this right, uh, Richmond to beat uh, Brisbane this week and then arguably play um, Sydney, Melbourne. The, yep. the loser. So that would that. mean Geelong would have to win this week as well. And then, so Geelong to win and then they'll face in a, a prelim, which is uh, kind of mouth watering when you think about it. It is. Now, my bold prediction is the Cats can't win it. The Cats are doing what the Cats do best. They're peaking Ooh. in uh, July and August. It's every different year. though, Hammy, isn't it? It doesn't, doesn't it feel different to you than it has other years there. Nah. Their form during the season's different. The way they're doing it's different. No, nah, th- my bold prediction: they can't win it. And uh, the Swans. I think football's coming home. I think the Swans win it. Uh, giddy Just up, boys! Coming home to where? To Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Just to let all <laughs> our uh, viewers know that uh, he's a Sydney man. So he's up and about. Yeah, Canberra, cl- close enough, but uh, it's coming home. It's coming back north of the border. Now let's get into the first game: uh, Brisbane versus Richmond. Brownie, what do you make of this one? Surely they have to have a response. BJ, you're all big on responses. And now, I mean, they were... I've never seen a club last week in a big game against Melbourne be as brutalised as what they were. I mean, Lockie Neal was probably the only one, maybe humour cluggage a little bit, that could stand up and say, I had a good game. So you look at this, they've beaten Richmond up there in the past in a final. Charlie Cameron. So I want to talk about Charlie Cameron. Went through all their stats in their finals. And I thought Charlie Cameron's stats in finals weren't that good. But you go back and he's kicked... 14 in his last, 13 in his last four. So he's actually done a pretty good job. And uh, Charlie Cameron, for me, 
he's the one. Without Dylan Grimes in there, he needs to get them going because I go through what, their, what their the history. Job? McStay hasn't been good. I go through the history and uh, Bailey hasn't been good. McCarthy Danaher. hasn't kicked goals. Danaher has. Hipwood, nobody's kicked goals, but this is the guy that can take the game away from you. Home, final, up there. If Charlie Cameron fires, look out. I don't think they've got a matchup for him. That's why I think Charlie Cameron's going to be hard to stop. If Richmond stopped Charlie Cameron, I don't think anybody else can kick a big enough score to beat them. What about Noel Cumberland? Oh, he's he's been a revelation, hasn't he? Since since coming into the team, so his last seven games have been outstanding. So as we can see here, goals in the last seven games, he hasn't. He's dipped below two once, and that was in round 19, which may have been like his fourth or fifth game. Yep. So he hasn't missed uh, either. Hasn't missed, so he gets an opportunity within 50, 55 arguably, because he is a long kick. So um, he's playing almost a small forward role, but can take a mark above his head. So he's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. So his form, look out for him. Another one, Dustin Martin, who he believes, no certainty to play. But my understanding is that if he does come in, he may be underdone. So saying that he probably spends less time as a midfielder, spends a bit more time forward. So potentially look for him to be uh, hit the goal uh, scoreboard as well. Now, before we get into the Swans D's game, something that caught my eye over the weekend, some great work from some of the boys in the content team. Brownie, I think you saw it as well. Yeah. Uh, cardboard, oh, cardboard, cardboard. There he Clarko. is already, Clarko. He's, uh, even There's in, the boys. Uh, that is good work. Out and about. That is good work. I had to ring up a few people to figure out who they were, but that man in the middle will tell us the Clarkson. Yeah, but I already knew Tommy Medalia and Cheats there on the outside, but some good work from Tommy. Yeah. That's as good as you get. And people were sucked in. They re- they think they're genuine, rusted on North Melbourne support. So is that legit? People so went into the Sunday Footy show and they're going, what about those blokes that had to cut out a clerk? How good was that? And I had to inform them they were just uh, some guys from Sportsbet who were mucking around. Absolutely. Now, my mail is, uh, after missing out on regular Clarko, the Bombers have actually offered Cardboard Clarko a five-year deal. So we'll watch that one with uh, bated breath as well. Uh, Melbourne versus the Swans. Uh, BJ, do you want to take us away and have a bit of a look at Christian Petrarca as well? Oh, well, he, we all remember. So his form this year has been quite up and down. So start of the year really well and then there's been a bit of a dip. So we have to take you back now that it's finals. His final series last year it was unbelievable so the three games played we obviously know that they'll play interstate um, away from Melbourne so he can play anywhere and get the job done so uh, hitting the scoreboard having impact around the game this this is where it solidified his name as one of the best players in the competition was last year's final yep so off the I'm, charts it was off the charts so I'm expecting him to f- you know, find, not necessarily find that form again, but just to lift a little bit. Because it takes a bit when you're a Melbourne player and you've been up for a long time, you're just looking for that little bit more of, you know, inspiration, that little little bit more of a, you know, want to get you out there. So pep he, in your step. Little pep in your step. That's what I was after, Brownie. But he look for him to have a real impact in the finals this year. He is a genuine gun. Uh, another man who's been a genuine gun this year, Chad Warner, uh, Brownie. I think this game is so close. I think this is the closest to the finals, this one. And I just think Chad Warner is in really good form. So those disposals speak for themselves. But then you look at Papley, Goulden, Rowbottom, even McInerney. These players take ground off in front of you. So they're fast and they take the ground in front of you. Then they use the footy well. It's exactly what Melbourne defenders don't like, is somebody rushing at them, moving the ball quickly over the top of their zone and making May and Lever defend one-on-one. If Warner, Papley, Goulden and Rowbottom come to play, and they they all play well. I think Sydney are a big shot. I think this is the closest game of the final series. Two cracking games. We're going to look at the next two after the break. More back pocket after this. Tonight on Footy Affair, he's a dodgy club prez collecting your cash. But where is your money really going? Get your ticket to the meat tray. I'll uh, go grab you some change, mate. Mr. President, Hammy Goodman from a Footy Affair. No redraw on the meat raffle today. 
No, not today, no. How is it that you win the club footy tipping every year despite the fact no one's ever seen you put your tips in? Well, the away teams are on fire this year. Why are player fines at an all-time high under your presidency? Mr. Pre He's got the mic. Well, it does matter because we'll have to boom everything for the rest of the day. They're the neighbours <laughs> from hell. Oh, come on, hot stuff. Show us your kick. They're supposed to be the footy club sister wow. side, but these oh, netball nasties show... Would have caught it if it was a zinger burger, you fat there's no love lost in this family feud. Please stop coming to my games, babe. <laughs> and just how clean are your footy club rooms? The results probably won't shock you. Look, I've been doing this for 35 years now and there's bacteria in there that, you know, I've never seen before. Does anyone see my jocks? Are you guys filming something? Sorry, sorry. All that and more on A Footy Affair. Welcome back to In The Back Pockets. Uh, Some of your very best work in <laughs> thank there, you. Hammy, hey? Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, how do you think um, your acting career's coming along? A couple, ah, oh, just petering along, but yeah. uh, a couple more of those coming. So yeah. uh, you're you entitled to your whole seat there, but you're only going to need the edge of it for Have you got time. sights set on Tinseltown? Like, would you consider, like, Croft style, went to LA? Didn't quite walk out for Croft either. Well, he's doing the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's <laughs> going all right. He's yeah, going yeah, very well. Um, yeah, if yeah. so, if a reality show, yeah, Felix, you've seen, going to great things as well, Who? so... So, have you answered his question? So. My, my DMs are open, if, if anyone wants <laughs> yeah. to take uh, Now, look, uh, this next game is a blockbuster. It is sold out already. Geelong versus Collingwood. Um, Brownie, talk us through it. Yeah, this is brilliant. This is what the one everyone wants to watch. And let's talk about Jeremy Cameron because he is the biggest name at the moment, the most informed player in the competition. Um, and he set himself up for a big final series. And I think he needs it to elevate himself to one of the greats. I think he needs to dominate this final series. And I think he can. I think he can. So because his stats... Because there's been a question mark that he's a bit... There, a... there is. There is a question mark around it. And look, I, I don't buy into that. But go back to round three where Colin weren't going that well. He's kicked six. Uh, the Bulldogs, who haven't really had a defensive unit, he's kicked six. Outside that, it's pretty lean for Jeremy Cameron this year. So I'm backing him in. I think he can get the job done. I think he can make a real difference in this September action and, and just become, I mean, a bona fide superstar of the yep. competition that we look back in 10 years and we go, what about that final series from Jeremy Cameron? You think he's been a flat track bully so far? I'm not so saying okay. a flat track bully. I'm saying half. Stat, only you stats insinuated it. I did not insinuate it, but I'm, I'm, I'm full on into him to dominate this final series. Love it. Anyone for you, BJ? Uh, I've got Josh Jacos, so um, brother Jacobs. off. Yep, he's, uh, his last four weeks have been outstanding. So if you're a Collingwood supporter, he's legitimately a guy to say give the ball to because his foot skills and decision-making, and you know I don't use this term lightly because I'm very selective of who I use this term with, but he's elite. So his last four weeks, so look for Josh. If I'm Collingwood, I want to get him on the wing. Isaac Smith's the mainstay for Geelong. Yep. I think I want to get him the opposite wing where they rotate a number of guys through just to try and get him off the train, uh, chain because, as I said, uh, look for him for 20 to 25. But if he has that many in a game, he's having an impact because he's such a good ball user. So as we see his last four weeks. I like it. Quite one against Melbourne, but he's been in Cinderella form. Maybe all Australian. We'll watch that space. Now, uh, one team who's a little bit unlucky mm. uh, to be not playing in the next game. Uh, I mean, let's start with that first and foremost. Carlton, was that not the most Carlton way to go out of the competition? <laughs> it, was, well, it, was, it was amazing. It was, and it was amazing for Collingwood as yep. well. Jamie Elliott, the ice in the veins again. But yep. uh, being a Carlton supporter growing up, I was devastated. I wanted to win. Well. I called the, the, the last goal and you just saw, I was very happy yep. about it, smiled. But on the inside, Evening, I was yeah, hurting as a Carlton supporter. Yep. I'm a big jumper, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you blokes are sort of behind the glass operators. I'm more of a down on the coal face operator. So I actually went down and uh, caught up with a few Carlton fans and saw how they were feeling after going out. Classic Carlton result. I'm out the front of the G with the Carlton excuses box. 
Let's go see who they got to blame. Do you want to just reach in here? These are excuses. The Orange team. It distracted us at a crucial point in our season. Jason Hall Francis refusing to take an ice bath with his teammates. I think it unstabilised a lot of people, that one, didn't it? Mason Cox's performance enhancing sunglasses. He did kick a goal, so... Yeah. Neighbours getting cancelled. Yeah, neighbours getting cancelled. I think it took a, a toll on the whole competition, didn't it? That's actually a legit excuse. Putin. The, the buck's got to stop somewhere. This is the loss we had to have. <laughs> Are you happy for us to use this in a sports video? Yeah, 100%. Thanks, mate. No worries. <laughs> Goodness me. There's a lot of slurring going on by exactly. the Blues supporters, you, you, wasn't very, there? Very How would you rate a hammy out of 10? How would you rate his performance? Uh, that wasn't one of your finest performances. <laughs> you, just, you just weren't that... You, your selections of Carlton supporters just didn't give you much, did they? No, they were pretty well hydrated. But, uh, look, I feel for them. Better luck next year, Carlton. Uh, another big final. <laughs> where do you cross the, uh, the nullable for this one? Fremantle versus the Dogs. Um, uh, BJ. Someone's caught mm. your eye in this game to keep an eye on. Well, it's Josh uh, Dunkley, but I just want to talk about just... Uh, Fremantle should win. I, I, we're trying to find a way that to to get Bulldogs the win here, but yeah. you just can't based on their last performance, based on their consistency throughout the year. Now having to travel to Perth against Fremantle. Remember, they only faced off three, three weeks week, ago. Three weeks ago at Marvel. At Marvel in Melbourne, all in their favour, all to play for at that particular stage, and they still couldn't get the job done. So unless they find some form like they did last year, but the odds of that happening again are very slim. So I just want to highlight Josh Dunkley and his performances over the last four weeks because he's, he's another guy that started the season slow, even didn't get going up until about eight weeks ago. So really found his form. He's doing what he's good at now and his contested ball, uh, his ability to get the ball to the outside runners is his real strength. And then he rests forward, which he can then take an overhead mark. So look for Josh Dunkley to have an impact uh, around the ball and he's spending more time in the midfield because he's in form. So 20, 25 plus at a minimum. Now, the man I want to talk about is Andrew Brayshaw. He's the man on everyone's lips. There's Josh Dunkley's disposal his last four games. But Andrew Brayshaw, I think, burst out of the blocks. His first 15 or 16 weeks were off the charts. Now, he'll probably be leading the Brownlow halfway through the season, but I think it's mirrored Fremantle's form towards the back end of the season as well. So uh, he's dropped off ever so slightly. Still playing good football, so it's not a, it's not a drop off from a 8 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10. I mean, he's probably, maybe he was going at a 9 out of 10 first half of the season. Mm. He's probably dropped to a 7 to a 7.5, which is... Which, a which is player. a good player. So here it is, rounds one to 17, he's averaging 30.8. He's dropped down the last six to 24.3. So feeding along what we spoke about or what I spoke about with Jeremy Cameron, I'd love to see him dominate. And for them to get going in this first final, he has to be the man. So he has to be with Sarong, because Sarong's got good backup. But you don't want Brody getting too much of, he gets a lot of the football, Brody, but he doesn't use it as well as Sarong, doesn't, doesn't use it as well as Brayshaw. It doesn't matter with punting, but it matters when you want to win the game or if you're backing Freeman who I both think, we both think, should win. But I need to see Andy Fremantle Brayshaw need to win, right? get big numbers. Just for their development in finals, yep. their progression this year and how they have developed. Probably did out, everyone outdid everyone's expectation based on some really good performances too against quality teams. So they need to win just for their own experience and the apprenticeship, I say, in finals footy. Well, looking forward to that one. Uh, don't touch that dial on the other side of this break on the Brownlow. Tonight on Footy Affair, inflation at the grassroots. Time, get in, grab a spud, plenty of carbs in them. This is stitch up, mate. Have you seen the price of oranges lately? How skyrocketing food prices are affecting your footy club. Voluntarily running to the furthest cone at training. Exceptional work ethic or try hard wanker? I'm not here to show anyone up, but it is about those one percenters. So when I say, Simo, drop ball. Down for ten, everyone. Come on, we'll count them out together. Come, boys. 
One, two, wanker. Three, four. And does 20 beers the night before a game count as carb loading? We ask an expert. Absolutely not. All that and more on A Footy Affair. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket. Gentlemen, we are on the downhill slope now. Uh, segment we've all been looking forward to today, Brownie, on the Brownlow. Take it away, mate. What do you got for us? All right, let's get straight into it because it's a good stinger, that. I like that stinger. So here is my <laughs> Brownlow tracker. As you know, I follow it very, very closely. I've got Clayton Oliver, as you can see, being Lockie Neal by a vote. Paddy Cripps doesn't vote a lot in the second half of the year, so look for him to be leading after round three, uh, round five, and also round 10. Brayshaw, similar. I haven't got him in for a lot of votes in the back half of the year, but I'm probably harsh on him through that rounds three to seven period. Petrarca and Took Miller, so very tight. Only five votes between the top six players and they are the top six in the market. Next page, Connor Rosie. Have a look at Connor Rosie from round 14 onwards. Jeremy Cameron, five, three voters, probably maybe even six, I reckon I'm harsh on him in round 11, but I don't know how to vote Callum Mills. He could be the one that surprises me, and so too Luke Parker, but Shea Bolton got a lot of votes in there as well. So that's how I see it. Clayton Oliver winning just. Can you just explain to us about the half votes again? The half vote, so there's six votes available, and sometimes I look at it and I go, I can't choose between a two and a one, so I'll give them 1.5 each. It all balances itself in the end. Brendan, it swings it. and roundabouts, as you know. <laughs> now, Brownie, there's a lot of work that goes in. It's a pretty Absolutely. impressive document there, yeah. a lot of numbers on there. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of predictions yeah. that probably don't always age that well. Let's have a quick look at 2020. Mm. You've got Minigola with possibly three, but both vote really well. Parker votes really well as well, but Fife and Minigola vote so well in this brand line. Minigola is our big one to finish in the top 10 this year. Mm. Minigola top 10. Top, he, top of your head, He BJ. was flying back then. Flying. Had him in for 14 votes. I don't, I don't, even, I don't, I don't, I don't think Andy got Respectfully, I don't even think he got invited to the Brownlow. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have a look. Um, I think we've got the, if you just keep scrolling there, um, keep scrolling. We have actually only got the studio booked for another five minutes or so. so. <laughs> Where, is Where is he? Not sure. Where is he? Get out. Uh, Keep there it there is. Yeah, there Five is. Five votes. That is pathetic, Sam. Yeah. You know what else is interesting? So I'll what? just question you on the point fives. Yeah. You had decimal points to the. What was going? What is going on with your voting? Mate, Why can't you just simplify is, for everyone out it there? It is such a tricky system. It is. Okay, You're try it next your bases. year. What try it next year. I'm not covering any bases. Yeah. <laughs> but you watch Lockie, Lockie Neal come second this year votes. and Clayton Oliver win. Yeah, there are six it's, votes. It, it's huh? just a, it's just a bit of buyer beware with the, mm. on the brown line. I love the, I love the concept. It's just still still ironing out a few kings. <laughs> now, boys, I want to get your premiership winner, your Norm Smith medal, and your Gary Ayres medal, Brownie. Take us away. I still think the demons can win it. I'm going to tip Melbourne. I'm going to take Clayton Oliver for the Norm Smith medal as he's going to win the Brownlow and also the Gary He's winning everything, is he? He's winning everything, Clary. <laughs> uh, yourself, BJ? Uh, I'm going to go with Geelong. So I challenged you earlier of your bold prediction of why they can't do it. But it's just, I think it just... It is different. It looks different. It feels different. The way they're playing is different. Finishing the season was unbelievable. So I'm going to back Geelong. Tom Stewart, I think we're all looking outside midfielders these days to take uh, away awards, and he's going to get the North Smith medal. And the Gary Ayres medal, best finals player with Jack Viney, a bit of value, I like, $34. I'm going to, I'm going to try and squeeze mine in here. Uh, it's coming home. The Swans win the comp. Uh, simple as that. The Norm Smith medal is Bias. going to Chad Warner. Um, he's your man, oh, Brownie. Right. I think he's very good. Chad. The Gary Ayres medal... Uh, Lance Franklin, owning the oh, big yeah. moments at a bit of a price there. Very, very quickly, take gentlemen. This, take the Sydney Swans <laughs> goggles off. Oh, we get out of here very quickly. Your best finals bet week one. Week one, Geelong beat Collingwood 1-39. Collingwood will be very competitive, but 1-39, it's a stick over two bucks. 
Yeah. Uh, I've got Will Brody for 25 plus. So a bit of attention on Brayshaw, a bit of Sarong. I reckon Brody at 25 plus. And I've got Richmond head to head in this one. Gentlemen, very well done. Thank All you right. for having me. Damn well show. done. Go and, uh, return that, go and return that shirt, please. I, I have still got the receipt, Brownie. Thanks for your time. Get responsibly and enjoy the footy. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. You know the score. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly.